near the, the horns, I like the twang, like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> This is very good. I love this song, dude. I listened to this song like 12 times I last week. I've never heard this yeah. song before. I, I know, know you, you will. will. Yeah. <laughs> Can we, are we recording? Yeah. No, but I think like, the superstar is going to get far bit is like the fucking best bit. You only get to listen to a great song for the first time one time. That's true. No, this song doesn't get old. Every time I listen to it, it's... Leaving! It's not train! I've never heard a song with a Grand Buckley participated yeah. so much. It's almost a duet. <laughs> I, I know, know you will. That is the best thing. That's so great. <laughs> no, no, the superstar is going to get far bit is the best bit. Because it only happens it once the in the whole song, but it like happens like just as they're building up, and then it's like, superstar, and he's going to get far. It's like, so great. I know you will. Yeah. What a weird thing that that is the fans, yeah. But they're all in the band, that's why they have to participate so much. Oh man. Have you heard, um, you know the song, Your Love Keeps Lifting Me Higher? Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. The, uh, it's, a, it's pitched at a level that he can sing it comfortably. Yeah. But they've got backup singers who can't hit the high notes. <laughs> right. And they're struggling, so he's like, Your Love Is Lifting Me Higher. And he's dominating. Yeah, he's yeah. like, he's yeah. lifted up by the love. Yeah. And the backing person's like, <laughs> like, they yeah, they've got it like, yeah, 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 Look, while great and very Catholic, this is like when father's away and the boys on the incense go out of control. Don't tell him. He, might, he knows. He, he knows. He might listen to this podcast. You know, I can not. barely see the page in front of me. We have covered chapters one and two of the compendium of the Catechism of the Catholic Church all on the same day. You know what would be great, actually, if we got Sam and like a cassock and surplus. So what, when he's, like, when he's going helpless. around in the back, he's you know like, you know, like you know, fixing oh, it up. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was thinking lab coat. <laughs> Like like Abbey Road Studios where the technicians oh, yeah, all wear yeah, white yeah. lab yeah, coats. Yeah, 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 sure. And big goggles or something. No, we should dress him up. If this is if we're doing it like Nonno's house. Yeah, yeah. We should have him dressed up like a Nonno with a <laughs> with a sweater <laughs> and like the shitty old weird NHS yeah, glasses yeah, yeah. or whatever, and he should only complain. What do you mean, fucking? Ah <laughs> you don't like the smock? What's your problem, smock huh? Much better. We have an incest mass. <laughs> <laughs> no, I th- you got a prayer to Padre Pio. He'll, he'll sort you out. Ah, uh, yes, Padre Pio, present. Uh, this one, two bottles of white wine consumed over the day. And, uh, and I want to say thank you to you for joining us. And I want to say, th- <laughs> say thank you. And I want to thank you. I want to thank you. I'm so, so full of happiness. And you were there. Mm-hmm. And, you, and were you were there. there. And you were there. So we get through chapter three, which is only two pages. And then we're done with section one. Mm. So, we believe. So, we've done... What have we done? We've done a lot. We've done a lot. Can uh, we cover it out? Count so, it out. 
Man. I listened to Midnight Train to Georgia for the first time. That's a great song. I know you will. All right, so man's capacity for God, the revelation of God to man, the transmission of divine revelation. Man's capacity for God is such a cool sounding thing to say. That's man's right. capacity for God. Yeah, man has a capacity. I know. For God. This is not. Is it? Is, is it that making it better? Does it give my hair volume, Sam? Does my hair have less yes. volume? I'm going to sit in a way where I look less fat. I just saw some of the video from the last one. Ah, yeah, it's you like... I can't see you at all, McCann, so... Really? Should we, <laughs> should we wait? No, keep going. It's part of it. It's part of it. All right. All right. Now keep going. What have we done? All right, so we, and then we've done sacred scripture as well. So now we're into... Um, man's response to God. Man's response to God. So there's we yearn for God. Mm-hmm. Here's what God has communicated to us. This is what God's doing for us. And in response to what he has said to us, within the context of us wanting him, what are we supposed to do? All right. Exactly. So, How does man respond to God who reveals himself? Sustained by divine grace, we respond to God with the obedience of faith, which means the full surrender of ourselves to God and to the acceptance of his truth insofar it is guaranteed by the one who is truth itself. Going to be honest, Jack, sounds pretty Islamic. Very submission-y. Full submission. Look, I think we're going to get... like Faith is a complicated one. All right. Um, I think we should skip down... To, <laughs> okay. No, because it, it is... You want to you do a it's bunch hard of to, It's hard to... Yeah, I think we should do a bunch. Exactly. I think we should do a bunch. Yeah. All right. Call and response. Here we go. Who are the principal... In the in the line of Midnight Train to Georgia? Yeah, exactly. We'll have a lot of... Uh, Call response. and response. Yeah, yeah. Who Superstar the, and he's going to get fun. No, you will. Who are the principal witnesses of the obedience of faith in the sacred scriptures? So there are many such witnesses. Two in particular, one is Abraham, who when put to the test believed in God and always obeyed his call. For this reason, he's called the father of all who believe. The other is the Virgin Mary, who throughout her entire life embodied in a perfect way the obedience of faith. Let it be done to me according to your word. Okay. 27, what does it mean in practice for a person to believe in God? It means to adhere to God himself, entrusting oneself to him and giving assent to all the truths which God has revealed because God is truth. It means to believe in in one God in three persons, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And I think we should finish this question. What are the characteristics of faith? Faith is the supernatural virtue which is necessary for salvation. It is a free gift of God and is accessible to all who humbly seek it. The act of faith is a human act that is an act of the, of the intellect of a person prompted by the will moved by God who freely assents the divine truth. Faith is also certain because it is founded on the word of God. It works through charity and is continually and it continually grows through listening to the word of God and through prayer. It is even now a foretaste of the joys of heaven. There's a lot there, Jimmy. There's a lot there. The first thing I'd like to say, because there was a lot of text there, is I think it would be cool if the text is coming up on the screen like different classic video games. And the one I was seeing for that one that was coming up, was like, you know how Skyrim's like the fourth one in the series? Okay. Like that early pixelated scrolls? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. What if it's popping up like Shh. that? Like a little scroll opens up. That's maybe too hard for it, but if we like had the picture of the scroll and the text was yeah, on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, okay. Anyway, that's what I saw there. <coughs> and if I don't say it now, I won't remember to say it later. All right, can we... So I think, I think the first thing to hone in on, and, right. I, and I think that's where I would order it rather than the I know what design. I want to hone in on, but you start. Yeah, so what is faith? Yeah. Faith is an act of the intellect, right? So that, that was the, the uh, question 28. What are the characteristics of faith? It is a free gift of God. Yeah. So, so ultimately, faith is something that we receive. It's not something that we 
necessarily do, right? Like it's always God's initiative. It's God himself who calls to us and, and faith is our response to that, right? But that response is an act of the intellect of a person prompted by the will moved by God who freely assents to divine truth. To slow it down. What we were talking about before, we, was, we spoke briefly about Israel being the one who wrestles with God. The immediate, that first bit seems, reads on a surface level to be a contradiction to that. That God calls to us to contend with him. And I know this is maybe the act of the intellect, mm -hmm. but God, God does not want us to be stupid or to not. Uh, do things with which we do not believe, which is what that language sounds like. To be submitted by someone in a wrestling context is when, you know, um, you know, you're Ric Flair and you're getting up off the mat and the heartbreak kid, Shawn Michaels, saying that he loves you, kicks you in the jaw and pins you on the ground. Well, actually, no, that's, a, that's being pinned. But to submit someone is to make them tap right, right. against their better nature and what they want to give in. That's what I think of with submission. Right. So It's I, confronting language. I think the difference between what we're talking about here and like the sort of Islamic context, which I think is what you're afraid of. Um, I would, that sounds Islamophobic, Jack. And so I would rather you didn't phrase it like that, but I want to understand who the God is that no has phobias no phobias as we understand it. And I have so many phobias. Boy, <laughs> <laughs> does he. Arachnophobia. I was going to say, <laughs> way, more, way yeah. more than he is homophobic, Jack has a fear of spiders. <laughs> <laughs> I would suck a thousand cocks to get that spider out of the room. Is something that Jack might say. Is I personally have no problems with either. You know, I love everybody, including the spiders. Now, I mean, obedience of faith, I mean, it's a long sentence. And the word, like all of that first paragraph is a sentence. It's one sentence. Okay? Like, how do we respond to God when he reveals himself? Again, not the phraseology that I would use. Yeah. Because revealing himself is something else as well. Sustained by divine grace. So our response is a gift from God. There. We respond to God with the obedience of faith, which means the full surrender of ourselves to God. What are we saying when we say the full surrender of ourselves to God? There. Is the word submission not even in there? Did I just make that up? Am I going to get a chance to talk at any point? But did I make up the word submission? No, no, submission's in there. Oh. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I would I would start with question twenty eight. I think it's a better place to start. All right. right? Um, so first thing is that faith is a gift, right? Like it's it's always something that God is doing first, right? Like He is calling us to a relationship with Himself, and faith is our response to that. Um, and how is it our response to that? It's our intellectual response. Um, so it's not something we feel necessarily, right? It's great if we do feel it, but it's a response of the intellect to assent to the truths of the divine faith, right? So it's like, okay, do I believe that Jesus Christ rose from the dead, right? Do yes. I believe that Jesus Christ is God himself, right? Like, I don't have to feel anything about these propositions. I only have to assent to them. So the Catholic Church says that is faith. I don't think the word submission is in there. An assent is in there, which okay. I think is what you're... I think yeah. I just heard surrender, yeah. and we were talking about Islam and submission yeah, yeah. earlier. But yeah. I just want to say... I mean, surrender is not the same as... Right, but also, like, so, yeah, so it's Jacob who wrestles with God in the yeah. Old Testament. He wrestles all through the night, right? And at the end of it, he surrenders, right? Yes. And it's like, and it, so that's the type of thing we're talking about here, right? Like, is that, of course you wrestle with God, right? And you kind of should, right? Like, it's, it's a hard thing, right? Yeah. But ultimately, the point of wrestling with God is not to win, 
right? The point of wrestling with God is to get to the end of it and be like, I want you to win now. Well, oh, okay. Like it's it's not about me winning, right? Jesus, take the wheel. Exactly. You're gonna say Jesus. Take I the wasn't, wheel? but I love it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but we it, do contend. Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. But but also that, but we have this sort of like saccharine, sentimentalized idea of faith. I think. Um, and it's part of like the sort of osmosis of Protestantism where we think like faith is like, oh, I, I felt that Jesus was in my heart or whatever. And I had to yeah. get, I was baptized in the spirit or all those sort of stuff. I took a leap. Took a leap of faith. My, like, my faith but the leap of faith is actually in the intellect. The leap of faith is to say, I believe this, right? Like, and I don't, I don't feel good about it. This is scary mm. and it's terrifying and it's going to demand a lot from me, but I'm choosing to do it freely. Right, like, and it, you know, and in the sense that when you believe anything is true, I'm you're not, in you're kind of not free, I'm in right? Because it's like oh, I have to do this, yeah. right? Like, I, I just have to because I believe it's true. But that God could have not given you free will, and could have just made dominated you, right? But you can also but He's given you suffering, which is what wrestling is. Right, what to wrestle is to feel pain. Right, but I know that, like, for example, like smoking is bad for me, yeah. right? Like, but I still do it because I like doing it. Sure. Right, like, and so I, you know, I could know that. It's the plan of God for my life to be happy by living in conformity with his will. Have you lost your ashtray? No, no, it's down here. It's okay. all right. Um, but I choose not to do it because it's just too hard, right? Like, so I'm... Yes. Like, you can do it, but, but the thing is, it's like, you actually kind of already have intellectually assented, right? Yeah. You have a type of faith, right? You have faith in God, even if you're not living it. Well, I mean, you're, sometimes you're doing a thing and you're going, I'm, I am doing the wrong thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I like, and so St. Paul says, I do what I know I ought not do, right? Yes. Like, Give me chastity, but not yet. That's St. Augustine. Excuse me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm sure everyone has thought that at some point in their life. <laughs> well, St. Paul talks sexual. about a wound, and he doesn't explain what this wound is, but it, it definitely, to a modern reader, seems kind of like sexual, right? Like, I don't know about this. Yeah, he says that, you know, like God has given me a, a wound to struggle with, right? Like, yeah. Um, and, and in this context, he says, I do what I know that I shouldn't. Um, which is the mystery of sin, right? Yeah. Which is that even though I believe in God and I believe in an ordered life and I believe that I have to live in accordance with these things, I still fail. I just want to talk about this for a while because this is, this is I think, like such a, such a good argument because it pays into our pride um, and how humiliating it is to be a Christian, which yeah. is to say I'm asking the state to be constructed in a way that I struggle to live, that I am a hypocrite. Like every to be a sinner is to be to be a sinner, and to be a Christian is to be a hypocrite, because you're saying this is the way I should be, and I am not, and I repeatedly am not, and I'm a great sinner. Whereas there is a there is a narrower, sadder view of humanity, mm. which is like I'm great, man. Mm. I'm relaxed, and living my best much, life, man. Living my best life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you're not actually living your best life doing that I am absolutely not living my best life like your best life is a you're not called to live your best life right like and we know this that there's well no you are but that means something else yeah 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 it, that it's not entirely possible you can't go without sin right you have original sin and we all struggle well yeah I mean I yeah, want to build yeah, up you, to something I want to build up okay, to something right. let me say this but it's like there is the best life within the parameter like if your best life is meeting the targets and the standards that you've set for yourself mm. that's doable right you can hit a hundred percent of them if you have really low targets 
Like if your demands for Jimmy, yourself... Jimmy, I have such low targets. I can't hit them. <laughs> I don't want to just make them all about jerking off. <laughs> right? But if you go like, yeah, it's fine to jerk off. It's fine to watch whatever kind of porno I want. Yeah. Okay, you can hit that bar. Sure. It's not like... You can easily hit that bar. Yeah. It's not a beautiful life. No. That's not a struggle. Yeah. There is a higher life that you'll fail repeatedly to achieve... Mm. But that doesn't mean you shouldn't aspire for the best, not like living your living your best mm. life. You should be trying to live your best life rather than going, I'm going to live a non-contradictory, non-like... Sure. I mean, what's, that, what's an easier example? Like, um, like the person who's at a job to attack a lot of people. <laughs> um, are you, you attacking know, me now, Joe? Well, I, I included you in an article about this one. Oh, okay. Well, you did, yeah. You know, like, we know people who are at jobs that don't challenge them. Yeah. And who do things with their life that are not difficult to them and don't use their skills. Yeah. Because it's comfortable. Yeah. And it's, when you see it, it's disgusting. <laughs> and it's disgusting to the person doing that job. There is no one worse in a hospitality job than the person who thinks they're too smart to be there. I absolutely want to point that out that, that James did write an article specifically about me that was published in a national newspaper about the this Sydney very Morning thing. Morning Herald, some of the country. <laughs> but the point was that then those people often go to quiz nights, an article about <laughs> quiz nights, right? And saying like, because they need somewhere to show off their greatness. They're sm yeah. how smart they are because yeah, yeah. they're not getting it done yeah. in their life. But there is actually a calling yeah. to be like there is an urgency within us to be all that you can be. Yeah. You have a calling to go and do that. And yeah. it's beautiful and you're going to fuck it up all the time. But that just because you are going to fuck it up all the time doesn't mean you shouldn't try. Yeah. And it's just I think that's why more and more people are at quiz nights because they're not trying in their normal life. And yeah. so they have this. And then here's the other added irony of that is that I wrote that article going, I'm so great, I'm never going to have to host another fucking quiz night again. I did it for years. And now I have to host quiz nights all the time to pay for my family. And I've come to love hosting the quiz James, night. why don't you just do something that challenges yourself, man? Anyways, we should... If only! <laughs> we should circle back to the topic at hand. That surrendering, that you're being called to do something difficult, basically. And that, that's, that surrendering to God. Mm. And here's a component of it. It's the act of the intellect... Mm -hmm. Yeah. And will. And will. Yeah. We have to really try. Yep. It's not going to be easy. Yep. And that it's not... Here's another one. It's not dishonest. So, like, my mum comes to... Has come to Mass sometimes. Mm -hmm. and has interacted with Christians. And she has been, a, like, a dyed-in-the-wool agnostic. Mm. And she'll say things like, I could rip these people's faith away. Mm. Because how it looks to her... Sure. Here's a bunch of... So fragile, yeah. Here's a bunch of people who are just clinging on to something that gives their life yeah. meaning because they don't have the ability to tackle death the, things. The hard things. Yeah, yeah, sure. yeah. And what I want to say to her is like, yeah, you can try. Like, mm. if you actually have the truth and you can disabuse us of this notion, mm. please do because there's so many things that I'd actually like to be doing that I'm not doing at the moment. <laughs> and, or doing and feeling very bad about doing that yeah. if I felt good about it, it would give me some relief. But like, that it's not... Having a simple faith and a childlike faith is not the same as having an idiotic faith. Well, I mean, I don't think so. Well, no, I don't. Yeah. But I was, this, this is what we're saying in the catechism. Yeah. It's an act of the intellect. You're yeah. meant to be using your full self. Yes. That faith is not something that you go, oh, these are my thoughts and things that I reason. Yeah. And these are the things that I live by. Yeah. There's a disconnect there. They should be the same. Yeah. And so, and so it uses as an example the principle witnesses the obedience of faith yes. as Abraham yep. and Mary, right? And these are two people. 
with a lot to lose, right? Like, like so Abraham is sort of like, he's like a patriarch of his tribe and all sorts of things. And it's like God comes to him and says like, I am, I'm going to be your God, right? And you're going to yes. be mine, right? And like, you have to sort of swear fidelity to me, right? Like we're yeah. making a covenant where I'm your only God and I'll look after you. And it's like, man, in the context of Abraham's life, which is sort of like, you know, 3,000 years ago or 4,000 years ancient Near East. He's an old man. But also like, yeah, th- th- this is, he's in a pagan society. Yeah. It's a lot to lose by doing this. All of his status. And he's like, let's do it, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, I have, I have faith. He's considered righteous in the eyes of God because of this. And he's like, and St. Paul says, like, you know, like, look at Abraham. He was righteous. It's like, okay, well, he has this trust in God. I surrender Second, my, my worldly goods. Yep. Yep. And secondly, Mary, right? Yep. Like, she's engaged to be married to Joseph. When yep. he finds out that she's pregnant, he's like, oh, I'm going to get rid of her. Like, this well, is right. What is the penalty for that? Right. Like, she's got a lot to lose by yep. saying yes. And she's like... By becoming pregnant outside of wedlock. But God has asked me to do it. Yeah. Like, I have to trust... Like, and she, And it's very clear when the angel comes to her, like, this is an intellectual ascent that she's making. She's not yeah. making some lovey-dovey, touchy-feely thing. No, she's understanding she's like, the fullness of But hang on a second. How can this happen? I yeah. haven't had sex, right? Like, yeah. And the angel's like, well, the Holy Spirit's going to come on you. And she's like, but, like, why? You know, what's going on? It's like, well, we've made this promise. Like, we got to deliver. And she's like, well, all right. This Let is what God wants. Like, I'll get... You know, I get it. I understand that the stakes here. Like, she's not an idiot. Yeah. She's like, let's do it. I will say that I believe the Calvinist interpretation is that she is an idiot. Sure. This is sad because she says, I am a virgin. Yeah. How can this then, be? Well, yeah. we read in the present tense, mm. right? And so if you're like, why would you say that if you weren't going to, if you were not going to be a virgin later on, then what the, what is being said to her is like quite normal, right? Mm. The, yeah. I'll have sex later on. She goes, how can that be done to me? I think Calvin goes like, she's a silly girl and she's responding. In the yeah, way. exactly. Well, again, like, I mean, like, I don't want to mischaracterize. It's what I read on the internet. From a translation, but this Calvinists. Is a, if this is, in fact, what he said, and this is a sort of proto-modernist thing, right? Yeah. Which is sort of like, yeah, to always look back and think that everybody who's lived before you was an idiot. Um, yeah. is, uh, I mean, it's not how I think of history, uh, and I think that it's a bad way of looking at history, and you fail to understand the lessons of history if you think that. Because if you look at, like, Nazi Germany and think, like, ah, oh, it wouldn't have applied to me. Right, like I would, yeah. You know, so there's like a there's a professor. I wouldn't have been in the marches. There's a professor called um, what uh, Robert George, I think his name is. He's like a, a Catholic professor of law in like American constitutional law or something. And he, when he does his lectures on on like you know civil rights and stuff like that, he sort of says, okay, who here would have stood up against slavery, right? And everybody in the class puts their hand up. Yeah. Like, oh, I would have absolutely stood up against slavery. It's like, well, but historically, you have to know that you wouldn't have, right? Yes. Like, that basically everyone here would have been complicit in it. He says, well, if you, if you would have, give me an example of a time that, that you have stood up for a moral principle that would have, like, cost you everything, yeah. right? Like, your future, your career, your potential love life, all this sort of stuff. What do you do now that's like that? And everybody's like, oh, like, nothing. The only people that can put their hands up are, like, Christians who are like, yeah, I'm pro-life. Yeah. Right? I mean, like, but just, look, to keep it within slavery, like, yeah. how often do you pay extra money for a shirt that doesn't depend on the labour of a slave. Yeah, sure. In Indochina. Yeah. Almost never. Been wearing the shirt for like six years. <laughs> made by a slave? Probably. Good stitching. Yeah, yeah. Knew what they were doing. Uh, yeah, anyway, so but like, yeah, to get back to the point, which is like Mary and Abraham, they model this faith. So yeah. that's why they're presented to us as models of faith. Um, what does it mean in practice for a person to believe in God? It means to adhere to God himself 
entrusting oneself to him and giving assent to all the truths which God has revealed because God is truth, right? So it's like, okay, well, if you believe these... If you believe God is truth, then you have to believe what he said. Yeah. And he said these things, right? And then if God is truth, then to surrender to God is yeah. to surrender to the truth. What is it to surrender to the truth? Well, it's to not be hard. disabused of yeah. falsehoods yeah. that you carry the around. The scales fall from your eyes. Yeah. yeah. It's like there are, there, are things, there, are false, there are vanities yeah. that I am going to be stripped of. Yeah. I have my vanities. Yeah. I'm going, going to become humble. Like I'm and going to be humbled. feels like wrestling. It's humiliating. Yeah. And it's painful. Yeah. It sucks. And it's so good for you. <laughs> but anyways, and so to continue... I hope to one day make the transition from uh, involuntary to voluntary poverty. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's right. <laughs> um, so yeah, so faith is a supernatural virtue. So it's something yeah. that's given to us, um, which is necessary. For, so we can't be saved without faith. Yes. Um, it's a free gift from God. He does it first. He calls us first. We respond with our intellect as a human act. Um, it works through charity. Right, so like our faith increases, the more we are good, right? The more we love God, the more we love our neighbor. It continually grows through listening to the Word of God and through prayer. It is even now a foretaste of the joys of heaven. Right, so because like it, it also has consolations, right? Like I mean, hopefully, yeah. what comes from it is like is it that relationship? Good. Yeah, is it, is it does feel good, right? And that's not why we're doing it. No, because it doesn't always feel good. No, but, but sometimes you do get yeah. Yeah, when you're being stripped away of things that yeah. aren't And you're like, necessary. oh, actually, I don't need this, right? Like, this feels good. This yeah. feels right. This feels like I'm a better person. Um, so it doesn't it can, always happen, but when it does, it's great. It's a consolation. So it grows, right? Yeah. It's, a, it's, a, it's a seed. You that, feel more consoled the more you do it. It's a seed planted in our heart yeah. by God that we can choose to water or not yeah. through, you know, the acts of our life. And if we do water, it will grow. Well, it's one of the good arguments against that you know, just, I'm going to have a deathbed confession. I'm going to do what I want now. And yeah, sure. Go. Yeah, yeah. Because, yeah, we're being called to live in a way that does give us a foretaste of heaven. Yep. And that if we practice it, it will grow and increase. And I just, I mean, for my life, you see it. I won't say it for me. I mean, I feel the interior joys of things more and I feel less, continues to be, so many things continue to be a struggle. Yeah. But things like, you know, having a child... As a Catholic, because mm. married, don't have any money, can't use contraception, enjoy the fruits of marriage. Um, and then, you know, a child comes along and you go, this is hard. Yeah. This is really hard. And then for the second one, it's actually, like, it is twice as hard. Mm. Genu- there is twice There's as much twice as much. Yeah, yeah. And the third one's coming along. And it's like, oh, but now it's like, even though I know this is roughly going to be three times as hard, <laughs> like... <laughs> More or less, there are some things that are grouped together and you don't have to worry about. The strength by doing it mm. and the how much stronger you are as a person feels better. Well, the yeah. consolations are there. This is true of all virtue. I mean, I so don't want to get like yeah. too, uh, you know, like whatever about it. But yeah. like, yeah, I mean, so we've known each other for a long time. I, I sponsored you into the church. Um, and fuck, man, you were like 10 times the man you were. When I, I am met you, ten times the yeah. man. Yeah. Oh, I was a great man then. I must be a hundred times a normal man. I don't. Know, I'm not talking about your weight either. No, no, please. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you're, you've obviously it sort grown. Sort of looks like Chesterton and Shaw are doing a podcast. <laughs> you've grown immensely in your capacity. Well, I see it in other for responsibility. I see it in other people. Yeah, 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 sure. Yeah, I mean, and you capacity do capacity for responsibility. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and capacity for love, forgiveness, for mercy, all these sorts of things, for charity. Certainly, when I do lash out. And attack people now 
Oh, it's it's way less violent than it used to be. Yeah, you're not <laughs> writing like articles in newspapers about what a shit I am anymore. You know, like. <laughs> well, Jack doesn't know won't hurt Jack. So why is that? But I appreciate that, and that's very kind. I and think this is a red herring. This and next one question, day I'll know way. you long enough to be able to say nice things about how you've grown. In the yeah, world. thank you. Yeah, yeah. Why is there no? You know, people move at different speeds. Why is there no contradiction? Oh, yeah, between faith and science. Right. So I, again, this is a sort of faith and reason point. So though faith is above reason, the light of faith being mm. above reason, there can never be a contradiction between faith and science because both originate in God. It is God Himself who gives to us the light of both faith and reason. I believe in order to understand, and I understand. The better to believe, yeah. Saint Augustine. Saint Augustine. I think this is like a crucial point that people misapprehend or don't know. Which is so. Saint Augustine says this in the context of like, if you haven't read Confessions, you should read Confessions. It's a great book. Um, and so he comes to the faith. He has this sort of like, yeah. He says, you know, Lord, give me chastity, but not yet. He has this like incredible journey mm. to becoming a Christian. And then he hears a, like a voice of a child, you know, tell him to read the scriptures. He reads the scriptures. He realizes he has to become a Christian. Um, and only uh, and it, he intellectually struggles with faith, right? Yeah. Like before, he's like looking through all these different philosophies. He's like looking for, for answers. And he thinks the Bible is sort of like, he's a, he's a very educated guy. He reads the Bible. Like, this is ridiculous. You know, this is kind of like absurd, childish stuff. Mm. When he becomes a Christian later on in life and he reads the Bible again with a bit more humility... He realizes, man, if I was only able to like, like give myself to this, then I realize how much more I would have understood, right? Like, yeah. so I believe in order to understand, right? Like, I have to believe in order to actually understand these points of the faith. Yeah. And if you don't have some like ability to credit the arguments, then you're not going to understand. You think things like oh, the assumption or contraception, whatever, like seem like ridiculous things, right? Yeah. But if you can start from a point of like, all right, I'll I'll give this a bit of credit then you can start accessing things. And that's true of anything, right? Like, if you start read, like understanding another language and you're like, French sounds stupid, like, you're not going to learn French very well, right? Like, I'm not going to pronounce it like that. Yeah. <laughs> As, someone was talking about Chinese and they're like, like, it's obviously wrong within the West to put on a Chinese accent. Yeah. But when you're learning Chinese, if you don't put on a, an accent that sounds very racist yeah, to yeah. you, the Chinese won't understand you. <laughs> but then when you start talking Chinese, you give and you're like, Fine. <laughs> the Chinese are like, yep, absolutely, we understand now. Yeah. They're doing all the right things. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Obviously, I don't speak enough Chinese to have done that in a non-racist way, but I enjoyed doing it. We believe, because I think the next... Yeah. What, this leads beautifully then in terms of how to believe, it's collectively, but yep. we believe. Yep. Why is faith a personal act and at the same time ecclesial? Again, so one of the reasons why we're not Protestants um, is because faith is never isolated to you alone. It's never just you and God in mediated only by the Bible, right? Faith is a personal act insofar as it is the free response of the human person to God who reveals himself. So that's that's the personal thing, right? Like you do have that. But at the same time... It is an ecclesial act, which means like an act of you in the church, which expresses itself in the proclamation, we believe. It is in fact the church that believes, and thus by the grace of the Holy Spirit, proceeds, engenders, and nourishes the faith of each Christian. For this reason, the church is the mother and teacher. So, what does that mean? The faith has to be proclaimed to you by someone. Right, like, yeah, and even if even if it's on the internet or you're reading the book or whatever, right? Like, somebody's written it, yeah. right? Like, it's always 
a horizontal as well as a sort of vertical experience, right? Like it's always you with God, but it's always you in the context of the community of believers that is the church. Um, you have to be baptized by someone. You cannot earn salvation by you yourself. yourself yeah. yeah. And then also the the gratitude we have for people who give us yeah. good news, beautiful of the feet, you know, who proclaim the, yeah, yeah. the battle, which is I can't go into enough detail about it because I don't know the scripture well enough, but <laughs> I say it all the time. Yeah. When I think about people who have helped me with the faith, oh, there's some beautiful feet. Yeah. Yeah, and it's, yeah. Because it's it, that, they, they're bringing it to you, but it's not, it's a ho- like, okay, it's the Holy Spirit and it's the church, mm-hmm. like it's God. Um, but that people have a role and that we have a real gratitude that means of the faith. Yes, and it's like, um, th- and that says something about who God is as well, right? It says something about us yeah. and it says something about God. But God wants us to have the faith in community. God wants us to have community. Yeah. Why does God want us to have because he is a community of persons, right? Like, and, he's, and he's calling us into yeah. that relationship, and we can't experience that relationship outside of the relationships that we have immediately, all these sorts of things, right? Yeah. Like, and that's very beautiful. Like, the church itself is the thing that gives us faith. Yeah. Right? So it's like we have to... How does to, God want to communicate that when he, you know, yeah. as Christ to the second person? Yeah. He's hanging out with his bros. Mm. We'll take a pause for a minute now while Jack lights his cigarette and I'm no, moving right. <laughs> am I getting uh, Am I getting texts? Is my phone going off? I just hold on. Give me one second because speaking of community and other people, no, nah, it's all good. No, I just think of my my wife and my beautiful. James children. is always thinking that people are texting him, um, but actually the truth is that no one ever. I'm very is. lonely. Yeah. I'm gonna sit like this for a little while. All right. all right, shoot, get the next question. Oh, and read the little quote. Actually, it's a good idea. No one can have God as the father who does not have the church as mother. Saint Cyprian. Beautiful. Thirty-one. Why are the formulas of faith important? The formulas of faith are important because they permit one to express, assimilate, celebrate, and share with others the truths of the faith through a common language. So the formulas of faith are things that we talk about like the creeds, um, prayers, all this sort of stuff, right? So uh, particularly the creeds, which we call, and we'll get to this, sort of symbols of the faith. Um, They represent the faith to us. They represent it to us. so they're important because they they allow us to express what we believe. Sorry, I feel assimilate weird. Assimilate what we so close to the cross. Is that that feels wrong? Yeah, definitely don't do that. I no, well, I don't know. it's not good. I, I want to stretch out, but then I'm sitting next to you in a weird way. Keep talking. I'll just figure this out. <laughs> they allow then us. I have my feet towards the Lord. <laughs> so, what am I meant to do here? Where are my feet meant to go? Just on the ground. Uh, stretch them out like this. Like God wanted. All right, continue. Yeah. So. Express, assimilate, celebrate, and share, right? Um, anyways, you kind of ruined that point, so let's keep I going. I apologize, but yeah. I think it, it's a good point and well made. 32, in what way is the faith of the church one faith alone? The church, although made up of persons who have diverse languages, cultures, rights, etc., nonetheless profess with a united voice the one faith that was received from the one Lord and that was passed on by the one apostolic. It's one God alone, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, points to one way of salvation, Therefore, we believe with one heart and one soul all that's contained in the Word of God, handed down or written, and which is proposed by the church as divinely revealed. So, we have one God. We have Jesus Christ is one Lord. We have one church, the Catholic Church. Unam. Um, Unam. Unam Sanctam. Exactly. And even though, like, yeah, like, we're English speakers, we're white, all these sorts of things. You can go to Africa, they speak Swahili. They might have a Swahili mass. It's still mass. Today, right? I feel Arab. 
Today I feel disabled. Do you know what I'm saying? Today yeah. I feel gay. Well, in in Christ there is no there is no the Gentile male, or Jew, no servant or free, etc. Right? Yeah. Like, yeah, we're all, we're all part of the it's one. It's a body universal of church. And yeah. The Catholic Church yeah. means universal. Exactly. So, like, we become part of a body, right? And it's a one body, and we have the one faith, and that's actually the the point of unity is the thing that we believe, right? It's not the culture that surrounds it. Because you can have Catholic cultures, the Maltese culture is different to the African culture, which is different to the South American culture. Yeah. Um, but they all believe the same thing. We have one faith. We have one creed, etc. Yeah, we're not called on to be homogenous. Yeah. No. That is not to say... We have to have diversity, right? Like, yeah. and, and But true diversity. I'm not talking about... True like, diversity, which is uh, non-diversity of belief. We have to have, yeah. So the greatest there, diversity is all believing the same thing. There is. Um, that sounds like a joke, but I believe it. There's a. Fr- it might actually be here. No, it's not. So there's a. I can't remember the exact quote from Saint Augustine, but he says something like, um, like unity in essentials, um, and diversity in in charity or something. Like that. Okay, no, it's a. Pa- I'll, you know, I'm going to look up that quote right. and I give it next time. Well, you'll, we'll have an opportunity to do that because how long have we been going for? We've been going for a while. Thirty-seven. I think that's pretty good because we've just come to an end. Of section one. Section one. And we're about to move to section two. So basically the structure of this is, and I should... Can we wrap... Let's wrap up section one. Yep. But I... I oh, in, in order to wrap up section one. Yeah. So we've, we've been going through it. Section one is a very introductory thing. Section two is essentially the creed. So then we go through like, you know, I believe in God the Father Almighty, etc. So it's like the content of what we believe. Yes. Section three is essentially... Uh, the, the Ten Commandments. Yep. So it's like the moral law, the virtues, how we should live, right? Mm-hmm. So this is like what we believe, how we should live. Part four is prayer, right? Because at the end of all this, then it's like, well, how yeah. do I pray? Go do it. Yeah. yeah. So that's the structure of the catechism. So that's what we're going to do. We've just finished section one um, where we've talked about who God is, who man is, what our relationship to God is, how we know God through revelation and through the church. Um, and now we're about to move on into the next part, which is like what we believe. Yeah. We thank you for having joined us on this episode of The Catacast, if that's what we have uh, named the podcast. I think it is. I think it is. Yeah. I, I'm worried that someone else has also called theirs The Catacast, but in which case I'd like to call ours A Catacast. <laughs> you know what I mean? Very it's like how they bring out a new Batman. It's like, this one's The Batman. Batman. Our Batman. Just change the article. Un Batman. Jack, thank you for doing this. Jimmy. We'll see you again. We've got Sam Clark, Sam Clark Studios, working on this truly terrific production. Thanks, Sammy. And we are definitely going to take a break for the day now because I cannot do any more. Done. God bless you. God keep you. I love you. I miss you.